Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is Fightful Wrestling. It's May 18th, 2022. Your AEW Dynamite post show brought to you by manscaped.com, code Fightful, and nordvpn.com slash Fightful. We'll tell you more about those later. We've got AEW Dynamite to talk about. We've got Alex Palowski here, host of the Tuesday post-NXT show here on Fightful. He also hosts the SmackDown and Raw reviews, Soured Rap style, over on Fightful Select. We'll brag about that later. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Dynamite's always uh, a highlight of the week for me. It's weird because because of the way that Rampage is earlier now, mm-hmm. I can't watch those things live. I yeah. I end up watching them like four or five days late whenever I can actually get time. Yeah. So like the only time where I get to sit down and in real time watch really great wrestling every week is Wednesdays. So this is my favorite day of the week. Yeah, there's so much uh, going on right now in AEW. They're building towards double or nothing. Uh, next week, I'll have Andrea Hanks on to preview, predict the show. And then uh, double or nothing, I'll be here live for the post show. The first AEW pay-per-view post show I've done since, gosh, since I guess it would be Revolution of last year. Um, March of last year, I'll be here with Julie Cutler. She appeared on our Backlash predictions. You guys are going to love it. But you're going to love all the content at FightfulSelect.com. Broke uh, two pieces of news today. Backstage reactions on the Sasha-Naomi walkout. And then, perhaps even more shocking, OVW's got a television show deal. OVW, yes, that OVW, has a Netflix deal, Alex. Wow. I mean, they're doing a reality series. There are some interesting notes in there. And this is, uh, like, when... When I heard this deal, you know, I immediately thought, well, it's one of those, oh, we're on Tubi, we're on Roku type yeah. of things. This isn't that. Um, I was able, I mean, I put a top three streaming service. I was able to narrow that down. I mean, I, I Netflix was the only one that didn't tell me they didn't do it. Huh. And then since then, it ju- I just got flooded with people in the know that said, it's Netflix. 
So, uh, man, wow. good, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. And, um, Alex, there, there were people from AEW asking me for details on that immediately <laughs> afterwards. I don't think the timing of this is an accident. Uh, they are testing out live streaming soon. Mm -hmm. Yep. I posted in that news update that they have the right of first refusal for OVW broadcast rights. This seems to me very much a like, let's test this out. Let's see how this plays yeah. type of thing. And them going live streaming ahead of two big rights things. It's like, okay, well, say they bid a lot and they get WWE or something sure. like that. Well, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But say they don't bid as much and they still get AEW. Well, that sure is a win. Yeah, And I, I, I can't really underscore the importance of Netflix and today's situation i mean i believe it's in more american homes than cable right now yeah so uh fightfulselect.com will have plenty more news on that but we've got AEW dynamite to talk about please leave a thumbs up on this video we would greatly appreciate it but we also appreciate your support in addition to fightfulselect.com you can leave super chats or humper chats that gets your question or statement read on the air. So if you have something you want us to address, you have something you want to sound off on, you want to talk about, send in a super chat here on youtube.com slash Fightful, or you can head over to humperchats.com. That allows us to keep a little bit more of a cut as well as uh, you can leave your questions well before uh, the show. Speaking of, I should probably tell our moderator, Luis, there was one from this morning that somebody left. So Make sure to add that to the queue. That's the benefit of that. You can leave them at 7 a.m. or live yep. on the show. Uh, but we got lots of content for you this week as well. I dropped an AJ Francis top dollar interview uh, yesterday. We played FIFA. That was horrifying. <laughs> Lily interviewed Gabby Ortiz. That goes up Thursday. And I interviewed Jonathan Gresham, uh, who is under AEW ROH contract, talking about modern age grappling for this weekend. And next week... I got an interview I filmed a little while back with Hangman Page, and I wrapped it, and I said, you know what? Uh, there's nothing time-sensitive here. We can run this the week of Double or Nothing. And it is, if you've ever seen a Hangman Page interview, it is a Hangman Page interview. <laughs> it, is, it is a fun one, but let's go ahead and get into this show. We kick off with The Joker. It's Johnny Gargant. Wait, no, it's not. Nope. It's Johnny Elite. Yeah. The former John Morrison, he got an incredible pop. Yeah. First off, let's say, was that because people thought it was Johnny Gargano? Or were people really expecting this Johnny? Because Johnny Gargano was trending on Twitter. And mm. also, AEW on TNT's Twitter put out that it was Johnny Gargano, and it wasn't. I can tell you, I know that Johnny Gargano was aware of who was going to be the Joker beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course he was aware afterwards he yeah. tweeted me about it i posted he's trended twice this year without doing anything and he posted a picture of his baby so i guess he did do something yeah but what do you think about this um i um well listen his most recent run in uh in wwe notwithstanding some of the booking there just basically just being mrs sidekick like i always have a spot in my heart for Johnny Mundo. Sure. Uh, John Morrison, like the stuff he did 10 years ago in WWE, but leaving there and like uh, one of my favorite things about Lucha Underground, which still remains uh, it, uh, to me, 
the best wrestling program on television uh, of the past 10 years. Just, just like every week was must-see television for me. And he made that, a lot of it, with his character and the arc of his character on that show. Um, so I was really excited to see him because also, like during his most recent run in WWE, I would watch a lot of his matches going like, man, just take the chains off of this guy. You know what he can do. He's an amazing athlete. Yeah. Let him wrestle really good matches. And they never did, or they rarely did. And now I know that if he's going to stick around in AEW at all, have any more matches than just this one, he's going to be able to show out and prove what he can still do. Even at this age, I don't know how far over 40 he is now. So I, there were a couple things there. I thought his last WWE run, I thought he was, better in the ring from a psychological standpoint than he had ever been. That was one of my, my criticisms of his work prior. It felt very much like he was doing shit to, to be like, he does parkour. Yeah. Like there would be some unnecessary jumps, dives, rolls. And I didn't feel like that in his WWE run. I thought it was really, really good. And I thought them kicking him off with the Miz was, was made so much sense and it mm -hmm. freshened both of them up. Um, you could tell that this match was called on the fly. You yeah. could tell this was a very much on the fly thing. Samoa Joe wins, and I think that's absolutely fine. Uh, yes. Johnny does not get hurt by losing Samoa Joe. Mm -mm. Um, Samoa Joe is the ROH TV champion. Like he's he's wearing gold. He should be winning matches yes. like this. Absolutely. I, I thought this was this was great, and it it was big big time yeah. surprises. They might go really far, even win the tournaments that their Joker's in. And that's not the case with either of these. People, people got to stop. I mean, I don't want to say they got to stop. You can manage your expectations right. however you want, but don't apply expectations that shouldn't be there. Tony did say they'd be debuts. Maki wasn't a debut. I yeah. mean, it was the first time she wrestled on Dynamite, but like, I don't care. I just, I don't care that it wasn't a debut. But I like I, them. I have seen a lot of people being like, bring back Maki Ito. Yeah. And so maybe not if it's not a debut, but it is a very um, look forward to return, which is fine. I, I, I thought this was great. I think Samoa, Samoa Joe should be winning this match. Also, they said it was their first ever singles match. And I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Considering how long both of these guys have been doing this. They've never had a singles match versus each other. I thought there was some really great stuff in it. Um, uh, Samoa Joe just deciding he gets, he gets chopped and he's like, okay, that hurt, but now I'm going to hurt you worse. Like, there's just really, really good stuff that Samoa Joe does in every match. I, I, I've I, missed him so much. Like, that, that we only got that one match when he got back to NXT, and then he was gone again. Like, I've missed him so much. Having him back is so great. And uh, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Elite. Uh, I thought this was a really great way to kick off the show, and I hope we get to see more of Johnny Elite in all elite. Sky Singe says Johnny Elite was great as Johnny Bloodsport. I thought he did fit in well there. And Jane Beard says I ended up missing the Johnny Joe match, but I knew as soon as it was him, people would want Taya, even though she's in Calgary right yeah. now. Uh, I did hear, hear her name tossed around among wrestlers as well. Jesse says disappointed seeing Johnny nickname. I don't care. Um, I, I mean, I think some people did care. I really do. Uh, but. I, think I mean, if you worked yourself into a shoot that it was going to be Johnny Gargano or Cesaro or I don't the return of Miro, whatever, and this was what you got instead, especially if you're not like familiar with what this guy can really, really, really do, maybe it's like, well, that's just that's just John Morrison. I don't care about John yeah. Morrison, and I I understand that. 
We got Jambeard saying, Sean, I like you and all, but you are no longer the man at Fightful anymore. That honor goes to the Lumberjack Alex as of last night. Oh, darn. <laughs> darn. Well, I got some good news for you guys that like non-WWE stuff, by the way. We are launching a post-impact show every Thursday with Joel Pearl and Krista. You guys are going to love her. Uh, you're going to deal with Joel Pearl. So, I mean, make sure you guys tune in every Thursday live after Impact. Uh, I, I looked around. I didn't see a lot of Impact post shows out there. There are some, sure, not trying to crap on any of, of you fellas, but our our last Impact post pay-per-view show for Under Siege did really well. And I thought, you know what? If they bring that energy weekly, I'm I'm here for it. And there's no reason we couldn't have that on the on the main feed. So tune in starting Thursday night. Joel Pearl and Krista, oh, you guys are gonna love her. She is so wonderful. She is a great personality. So make sure you guys check that out. Hugh Janus says Johnny Elite is an objectively great wrestler, but so is everybody. For me, it's an example of too many major announcements debuts making this seem mid. This isn't a major debut or a major announcement. It was never hyped up as a major debut or a major announcement. It was the Joker. That's it. And the Joker has been conditioned as a surprise. It doesn't have to be a major surprise. I'll tell you what wasn't a major surprise to me. Leo Rush wasn't a major surprise. I love him. I think he's great in the ring. He's one of my favorite performers. I didn't think Brian Cage was a major surprise either. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you you manage your own expectations there. Right. And if you didn't think that it was it reached those, then that's fine. Right. I think that there's a there is a um, a list that a lot of people have of current free agents. When are you going to get around to signing X, Y and Z, Tony Khan? And this felt like to a lot of people I know from my timeline, um, a f- perfect opportunity for him to get off his ass and sign one of these free agents that's out there everybody wants to see an AEW. And people work themselves into a shoot, brother. Indeed. Uh, guys, reminder, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We have Rapongi Vice making the save after this, after Jay Lethal and company come out and attack. Rapongi Vice then challenge FTR because they want those ROH Tag Team Championships that they never won I love seeing Rocky Romero there. Um, I love him as a performer, and he's done incredible work in helping open a lot of these doors between companies. I'm all for this. I just, I'm just not that interested in Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt right now. I'm not that yeah. interested in it. No, I mean, I, f- I feel like this is something that is destined to curse uh, Shamoa Joe uh, moving forward. Um, uh, you know, at least for the for the for, for the short term, um, I, I I liked a couple things. I liked uh, John Morrison trying to like, hey, th- what the hell are you guys doing out here? And he'd get yeah. his act his ass kicked too. Uh, Rapongi Vice and Chuck Taylor making the save is interesting, considering that later in the night, as you mentioned, they cut a promo about how they want FTR. So there there seem to be like getting involved in all kinds of stories right now which I'm fine with. I like the idea that like, hey, we object to this on moral grounds, but also our main focus is getting the ROH titles. I think that's totally fine. Jesse says, I'm happy for those who enjoy Johnny's work. I didn't expect anything huge. The match was still fun. I did think it was fun. There Uh, there were some spots that were a little little rough, but other than that, I mean, it's a match on the fly. Yeah. 
Uh, Zero Fear says Matt Seidel was the Joker and he wasn't major. I mean, that's there you go. Base it off of history. Uh, Speaking of Matt Seidel and Dante Martin challenge BCC backstage. Uh, That's a bad idea, but they did it anyway. Yes, they did. Uh, Jambeard says the Joker should have been Shark Boy. Oh, shell, yeah. Uh, buddy, I saw him appear as a surprise literally last weekend there in the go. Cincinnati uh, event for Impact. He teamed with Jordan Grace and Morrissey. Wow. <laughs> did I ever tell you about when he did local indies and I figured out the formula? No. <clears throat> okay, so one of the many things that I did for free, like trying to learn the wrestling business, I would help put together rings and I would like, do security, any number of things. And there was this show. Uh, right across the river in in Ohio, that every month they would bring in a TV star as the main eventer. And that would face their heel. Well, sure. one month it was Eugene, one month it was Al Snow, one week month it was Shark Boy. So one month the match is the heel powders out after Al Snow tries to shove head up the guy's ass the whole time. The next month, Shark Boy comes to town. The heel powders out the entire time as Shark Boy tries to bite his ass. Mm. The next month, the heel powders out as Eugene attempts to shove his thumb up the heel's ass. <laughs> All every everyone Perfect. every month, every month. Nothing like consistency in your booking. That's right. That's right. A shocker! They're no longer doing business. Uh, the waiting game says TK needs to have someone rein him in with time management issues. I feel like this has been a problem since all in. I don't think he's timing the shows, guys. I don't right. think he's producing and coaching that. Uh, a lot of that's on the talent themselves to make their, their time. Nathan Paul or DePaul says, I feel like if two things aren't great, people will think the entire show is bad. I thought this was a great episode. I mean, to t- kind of go with that point, I'll say, oh, I liked SmackDown this week. And if I criticize two or three things, people are like, Thought you liked it. You're burying everything. It's a two-hour show, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, I mean, I there's a lot of my favorite shows that I, I didn't necessarily like things on. So Brighton says, could be just me. Does something feel different about Double or Nothing right now? I'm sure it'll still be crazy, but it feels different from pa- past pay-per-views at this point. It doesn't feel like the build has quite been there for this. Uh, I am very excited to see CM Punk and Hangman Page, but... The Serena Thunder Rosa build has not been good. Uh, we've got two Owen Cup finals that we don't even know what they're going to be. Right. We got Hook and Dan Housen against Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. And we don't have anything else. We're going to get well, the Hardys. We're going to we, get the Hardys and, and the Bucks. We, but we got we got so, we got something uh, brewing. We got the, the tag team triple threat that's going to be there. For the so that's going to be there. That was announced um, tonight. And then the five on five. Uh, Yas versus BCC so, yeah. and, and Eddie and the boys. So heading into tonight, we didn't have those. Right, we, we got, got those tonight. tonight. Yeah, but even then, it's like we we've seen so much of the Yas and the boys mm-hmm. that it's it's diluted a little bit, but it's all right. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I I do think the build has not been nearly as good. Jambeard says, was that heel from Brazzers? I don't understand the reference, but I know it's something with porn. Dizzy Drew says, on one hand, I hear AEW wasn't featured much on the upfronts. On the other hand, I'm hearing they were heavily featured under the premium sports package. I mean, they they weren't like constantly referred to, 
but they were featured on the package of this is what you'd get if you bought ads this week mm-hmm. type of stuff. Bloodwire Radio, which is they wouldn't go to Near Falls during or do Near Falls during picture in picture. I mean, I don't think that that's a problem. I I don't. I, I mean, like yeah. it, it does. It sometimes it does feel like full on forty percent of the match is during picture in picture sometimes, and a lot of it is is just because of the nature of my life and and what I'm doing during the evenings. I'm forced to fast forward through commercials to catch up so I finish on time so I can do this show. And yeah. fast forwarding through the picture in picture is not ideal sometimes in a match like, you know, Kyle O'Reilly versus Phoenix. I want to see literally every second of that match. Well, we got CM Punk. He uh, wore a nice shirt, abortion rights, our human rights. Okay. And uh, Konsuke... Takeshita, holy shit. Um, Rory Bison says he's a star. The AEW crowd love him. They sure do. They have immediately, like the AEW crowd is like, sorry, DDT, he's ours now. We're just going to take him. That's, yeah, that's ours. This match, Chris Rain says he wants to send some appreciation for Punk's shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. But I I, I mean, Rory sent in a very generous super chat. I don't want to like, I don't want to skim that over. He was like, he's been embraced by this crowd at this point. Um, I, I think, I think this guy's got everything you possibly need. I mean, I don't, I mean, as, as far as like him, like here's the deal, not people are going to be, it's a global world now. People yeah. are going to be from different countries and speak different languages. If it's a problem, get him a mouthpiece. Like, yeah. In the ring, and also just the charisma with which he carries himself, um, he's he's a star. I mean, there's certain things that, like uh, a perfect topic on Hero. Uh, he did a plancha where he kicked his legs so high during it that he almost got vertical coming down. Like he's incredibly um, athletic and big. Like you don't see a lot of Japanese wrestlers who are that big. Um, that's right there makes him stand out. Um, just the way he, he's six foot three, I think, 240. Um, he, he absolutely held his own every step of the way with Hangman Page, who is the ace of AEW, let's not forget, beyond being the champion. I loved, loved this match. Ashta is uh, 6'2", 220. He's, he's about to turn 27. Yeah. He's got a very, very bright future. Athleticism off the charts. Um, by the way, guys, apologies. One of our mods accidentally timed out a couple of people, but the German suplexes horrified me. I don't, I don't like no selling those. I do not like no selling those at all. Um, it was to double set up the double clothesline that they both didn't did sell, but I just, I'm not big on no selling the German suplexes, but besides that, Oh my God. In Simmons says, he made me a fan tonight. He's so amazing. No stupid video package. Just show him what you can do. Don't know if he's signed or who he's signed to, but just strap a rocket to him. He's special. I mean, he's over here right now making a case to be over here full time and yes. to be like, to be like their Japanese ace right yeah. now. And he is, he is uh, working with DDT, but my God, man, this guy is killing it right now. Yeah, Every time. Had, like his, his, 
his last ride that he hit on Hangman was just so damned impressive. Like he's he's very 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 good. Even the stuff he's doing on Dark is really yeah. good. Uh, he's yeah. getting booked all over the place at PWG, so. That, that makes me very, very happy. This match showed out. Tom LaValle said he's amazing. Give him Bivens and take the TNT title. What a look. Who do you think would be a good mouthpiece for him if they needed one? Um, I mean, well, Bivens is always a great shout. Um, uh, it um, it all depends. Like, I'm, he seems to be a babyface type. Um, so, otherwise, I'd say give him Sterling. But um, I, I I think there's there's a lot of guys out there. Vicky! Are, yeah. Um, nah, I'm just kidding. Just not kidding. that. Not that. Jam Beard says the only person who should be able to no sell is Sting. My God, I pop all the time when he no sells chair shots. He is sort of like the the like even though he's old as hell, I I don't care. He's been Let, literally grandfathered in. Yes. Sister <laughs> also speaking of Ace Takeshita, give me Tanahashi vibes. He gives me young Okada vibes. If you want to compare him to another Japanese star, true. true. Um, there there are a bunch of uh, like, he gives me sort of uh young drew mcintyre vibes too although he's not as big as as drew was right. or is compared to aew talent you can tell he's big you can tell he's athletic you can tell he's got the tools to yeah. be a top guy in the future and um i think that's that's pretty cool sawyer says i suddenly need kenny coda and Takeshita as a trio sorry bucks <laughs> wow man uh, I, I don't know if that's a fit right now. I like him kind of standing on his own. I'd love to see him brought into something. Yeah. But we'll see how all that that pans out. Eloquent says, I feel like Kenta's going to run in and cost Punk the title. Also, shout out to his shirt. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Kenta and Punk. I don't want to see him interfere in the main event, though. No. Uh, of Double or Nothing at all. Chris says, I thought it was great that Punk loved Hangman using the GTS and even inferred that Kenta might not like it. <laughs> That's yeah. a good, yeah, that was a good approach. Um, Mike Preventure says counterpoint Wardlow also gets to no sell. Well, well he did. He did. Uh, let's talk about that now. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Our friend Seahawk posted and said, Oh, I thought MJF could only get heel heat by cursing at people. MJF went full butch. Here, he was uncontrollable because Wardlow no-sold all of his lashings. Wow, man. All of his lashings. Spears even got in a couple. Spears had to physically restrain MJF because MJF can't, you know, he didn't want to get physical. He didn't want to provoke, or he was trying to provoke Wardlow to get physical so they couldn't do their match, but then he hits him in the balls at the end. I thought this was masterful, Alex. This was a perfect segment. It was great. It was um, really great. Like it was so good. I mean, the the it was just it was like MJF playing the hits. Every every everything's bigger in Texas. Where all of you are so fast. Has, all this kind has of stuff. his pay per view spray tan. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> and then uh, Wardlow comes out, and I love that he was wearing the slacks with no shirt. Like he's just like I'm after this. I'm gonna put the shirt back on. Get back in the Uber, go back to the hotel. I got a flight in the morning. <laughs> like it does not, it was, it wasn't anything to him, which is why I loved it so much. Cause like they're doing such a great job making this dude the absolute coolest MFR in the entire company. Like him just walking to the ring, handcuffed like it's nothing, gets in there with a ward low chance. And then the first one from MJF and he just laughs at it. 
And like, oh, that's so good. And, and then it's not no selling it because Wardlow should no sell a single stripe strap from a belt from a guy who's much smaller than him. And then as as they uh, continue to no sell it, MJF losing his yes. cool and losing his mind, just screaming, I hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you. As, as Spears tries to get him to stop. That was so cool because we never get to see that side of MJF. Like, like Wardlow keeping his cool, forcing MJF to lose his is really great storytelling. And also, it'll the the heels get to get one over on the baby face because they cheat, kick him in the balls, hit him with hit him with the strap afterwards, like the, hold hold him up, put put the, put the diamond ring on his forehead, all that. It's it's perfect. Both guys get to look good in their roles. I am this this match, of course, has not been set for double or nothing, but we know we're getting for double or nothing. This is the match. I think even more than Hangman and CM Punk that I am looking forward to the most at double or nothing. Wardlow finally getting his hands on MJF. It's going to be four minutes long, but it's going to be so good. Has Spears and Wardlow been set yet? No, that's okay. for next week. That's so, next week in the cage. So yeah, we, we got that, and then that'll lead to this. Spears hitting the the C four was a good yeah good touch because that sets that up as well. Listen, man, I don't care what company MJF is in; he's gonna make it work. He's gonna do well. And what did we say when they brought in Cody? We said they got to book him right. They got to book him right. Yeah. That way, AEW talent will go. Well, man, this creative freedom's awfully good, but. If I'm just booked competently and I make that money, I might go over yeah. there. And right now, they've done right by Cody Rhodes. Yes. Uh, the schedule's pretty intense, <laughs> yeah. but they've done right by him. And um, he's got an awful lot of negotiating power. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Tony Khan wasn't trying to talk to MJF within the next month about this, now that it's out there. That that's sort of... Uh, I mean, he's, he's the type of guy you help build your company around. Oh, absolutely. Because... He's bulletproof. Oh man, he's bulletproof. So but the is. thing is, they haven't booked him like he's bulletproof. He mm -hmm. still wins. He still goes over. Mm -hmm. They haven't taken it. They haven't taken it for granted that he can be bulletproof, and I love it. Yeah, Austin says MJF went from an all-time feud with Punk to an all-time feud with Wardlow, effortlessly best in the world right now. Give him all the monies. Well, this is one of the things. Like I talk about the build of Double or Nothing when this match is set. I can't say the build of this hasn't been good. We talk yeah. about year, two-year builds. This has been a two-year build, Alex. 100%. Um, and and, and the, the, as they said, the, the effortless transition from the thing, he, the amazing thing he did with Punk leading to the finish of that bleeding into this, which was a continuation of all that Wardlow and MJF stuff that had been building so slowly on the back burner forever. Like, this is so good. We're, we're going to reach an absolute fever pitch going into this match, a double or nothing. And I, I think it it feels like a foregone conclusion in all the very best ways. And I, I it's it's going to feel so cathartic. Like, feel so cathartic. And, and the template is there. Batista, Triple H. And there was no doubt in your mind yep. that Batista was going to win that title against Triple right. H. There's no doubt in my mind that Wardlow is going to beat one of my favorite performers in wrestling, and I can't wait for it. I can't wait to see one of my favorite performers in wrestling lose. Yes. And that's how a, that's a good story. That's when you know you got a good story. 
J.W. Pringle says that MJF and Braun Breaker go to the same spray tan place. <laughs> yes, they do. Chris Rain says Wardlow no selling the belt shots is great. It added so much, and then when the last one started to hurt him, yes, he's like, I can I can take some of it, but not all of it. Mister Black Soul says I hope Wardlow is handcuffed for his entrance at Double or Nothing and breaks the chain at the start of the match. <laughs> well. Let's lead that into uh, what I kind of posted. Jambeard says, here's the manifesting Wardlow comes out at war or to war pigs at the pape just to piss MJ off even more. And that leads to power bomb me Wardlow saying, thank you for the goosebumps tonight with the war pigs tweet. Sean MJF enters first Wardlow is then out next first 50 seconds in a minimally lit arena. Wardlow uh, is shown on the Titan Tron or the Tron. Thanks for that. Oh, and he comes out with the handcuffs on and he breaks the handcuffs yeah. before that's what you gotta do you gotta do it so you good. gotta do it oh i can't wait for this i'm so excited i'm excited great. to actually like to to watch this um at home for a change too yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for that uh this is in the chat and it's not a super chat but uh, any advice to an aspiring wrestling journalist uh, I am going to be on Muscle Man Malcolm's show. Uh, this, like, I just filmed it today. That's a cheap plug for his thing. I want to show him all kinds of love because he's doing a lot of great stuff. But uh, I talked about it there. I've talked about it on Xenia's uh, show. I talked about it on Chris Van Bleet's show. There's a lot of interviews where I go really in depth more than I can here. But short answer produce content. What kind? All kinds. Yeah. Alan Marks says, think about MJF. At, uh, by, by the way, I'll say this. Alex got hired off of what were you covering? Superstars and main event. Alex Pawlowski got hired by doing superstars and main event coverage. I saw it and I thought it was the funniest shit I'd ever read. And I was like, yeah, I want this guy. Um, Alan Marks says, think about MJF as an actor in WWE. I don't think he'd be able to handle the old guard of executive telling him what to do or when to do it. Um, I've, I've known that guy for five years and I think he absolutely could. Not only that, I think he's probably going to get pretty used to old guys telling him what he can and can't do when he eventually acts yeah. in Hollywood because yeah. that's going to happen too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he just got a, a voice gig as well. Hmm. But I think that he's going to be quite used to that. I think he'll be fine with that. Plus, as I've said before, it's never about the money until it's that much money. Right. Then it is absolutely about the money. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't. I think he can play ball. He, he's not like. I don't think he's problematic, or anything like that. But, um, yeah, yeah. I just got a very interesting message. Uh, <laughs> those are always fun. It wasn't. It wasn't interesting. It was a top wrestler saying, "Tell Denise happy birthday, please." And I'm like, "Tell her your goddamn self." <laughs> I don't care. I'm sure that person has Twitter. <laughs> they do. They do. It was sent on Twitter. What the hell? Why do people think that I tell Denise this stuff? Unreal. Funny. What the hell? I already got weirdos writing fanfic about us on the internet every every day. I don't need don't need to wish her happy birthday. I already did it twice. What the hell? Yeah. We got Fuego and Dark Order against House of Black on Rampage. House of Black gonna beat that ass. I I, I agree absolutely. It does feel like oh yeah, there's that Fuego thing that's still going on. But one one Turner phrase in Fuego's promo that I loved says, "You've been putting me through hell uh, for months, 
But if there's one thing that Fuego is built to do, it's walk through fire. It's like, ah, that's great. That's a great turn of phrase. All those things. Hell, Fuego, fire. I, I'm a sucker. But when all of a sudden, like, oh, that's really good. Like, uh, art, artistry in the promo. Like, that's fine. I can't wait to see Alistair Black kick Fuego's head off again. That's going to be great. But I, I appreciate the promo. Yes. Um, in Simmons says, when Takeshita walked down to the ring, my mom said, well, who's that? Which shows he has the look of a star. Yeah. Also, he own, now owns the last ride. Hey, hide your moms. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Takeshita. There you go. Well, listen, you know, maybe he's missing some of his favorite shows, Alex. Maybe oh. since he's he's headed over to the States, he's missing the shows that he liked in Japan. Fortunately, I've got a solution for him. NordVPN dot com slash fightful it's the fastest vpn in the world and right now you get a great deal and an additional month free plus a 30-day money-back guarantee hey let's i'm just saying there's a pay-per-view coming up next weekend you can probably get it a lot cheaper if you use nordvpn.com slash fightful there was a big pay-per-view in the ufc earlier this month when i ordered it i saved a bunch of money by using nordvpn.com slash fightful and getting one of those overseas services not only that, when you subscribe to those overseas services, they're often much cheaper than they are here in the States. You know, inflation and stuff. But NordVPN.com slash Fightful will effectively pay for itself if you're into that kind of thing. And they've got that threat protection. Alex, do you feel threatened? Sometimes. Do you ever threaten people? No. Are you threatening me? Well, if you are, I'm going to use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It blocks online trackers, blocks malware, blocks annoying pop-up ads. Nothing annoying about us, of course. But NordVPN.com slash Fightful also helps avoid price discrimination. Uh, airline tickets are through the roof right now. And if you're shopping around, those cookies will get you. That's where they get you, as my grandma says. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps avoid that. Love this stuff. It is a product I use every single day, all day. You guys are going to love it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Jambeard says, so what you're saying is House of Black versus Dark Order and the Reds, got it, should be fun murdering. It is just the most Cincinnati Reds thing that they threw a no-hitter and they lost the game. Ah. Uh, I, I can't even be mad. I, I expected at this point. Swerve and Lee got a quick ass whipping in on the workhorseman. Chris Rain says the Swerve Bomb might be my favorite tag team finisher. Great That's to see so the workhorseman on Dynamite. That you know what? I, I had never thought of them as a team, and they're working real good together they're as a so team. So good together. I I love it. I mean, I I personally I'd pull the trigger and put put the tag belts on those guys. <laughs> but here's the thing: every new team they make, I feel that way because they start off and they're so impressive. And we're like six teams back on on that right now. I'm still waiting for LAX to get the titles. <laughs> well, that's the thing. LAX is is absolutely doing some other stuff right now that is very important. Yeah. The the thing of it is is that like Lee and Swerve, like just just the just just the image of them coming out with the belts. They're just so, so cool. It, it would add so much to it. And I I do feel like. They are really laying it on thick on this whole jungle boy and Christian thing is going to happen sooner or later. Let it happen sooner and, and put the titles on, on Keith Lee and Swerve. I think that could be, 
a lot of fun. I, I love those guys together, man. Man, I thought this was a really good showing, and I loved the promo afterwards. Yeah. Ricky Starks cutting his promo. He's so good. Swerve called him a bar of soap <laughs> wearing a pearl necklace. Yeah, he said he's just like a bar of soap. <laughs> oh, there's not a lot of it's not very often somebody can give uh, that back to Ricky Starks because yeah. not only does he look like a star, he wrestles like a star, he dresses like a star, he talks shit like a star. What like there was a piece of promo advice that I heard like in my wrestling training that always stuck with me. And, and they said, when you talk shit, don't do it out of your depth. Mm. Don't go out of your depth and you'll be all right. Yeah. Not a lot of people are within their depth of Ricky Starks. Mm. So they don't have a lot to say back to them. Um, they do now. And uh, I'm, I'm all for this. We've got the tag title match set. And here's what I love about this, Alex. We know the Christian Jungle Boy split is coming, but it's not consuming the programming that they're on. No. They, they still get along. I thought that like maybe Jungle Boy would be pissy about Christian setting up these matches. He wasn't. He's like, all right, I want this. Yeah. All right, let's do it. The triple threat match last week, let's do it. Starks, Jungle Boy, Swerve, let's, let's do it to it. Let's go. Yeah. I thought this was fantastic stuff. Yeah. And we got uh, Nurguru saying strictly business. Uh, Jambeard says, let's not forget Sting and Darby are undefeated. When do they get a tag title shot? I think that should headline a dynamite sometime. Yeah. I, I think that should be like a big dynamite main event at some point uh, for whenever they, they go into something else. Yeah. Velvet and Chris backstage. Both of these women have changed, but we haven't seen much of Chris Statlander since she became no, like been doing stuff on dark but I, i'm 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 all under this match this could be I, I like that they played up the history that they had to, together when yeah. they were friends uh i like jade coming in and being like you know I, it's kind of funny that she pretended she was your friend and you believed it but i but my yeah. favorite thing about this whole thing is uh her about to leave and then realize she hadn't said her catchphrase yet yeah so she turns back and says i went tony Cut the shit. She I love was, it. Ah, oh, she's such a star. I love it. She's so good. Do you think Chris Statlander still hates homeless babies? I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, 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 it's probably something you don't get over. Like it's yeah. probably something to see. Like this, probably something that like you keep it that just stays with for you. a while. Yeah. If you if you have decided to hate homeless babies at some yeah. point, yeah. like it's probably not going away. No. So. um Oh man, a bummer. Mike Preventure just sent a super chat and said, any update on how long Bowens might be out? His boyfriend posted on Instagram uh, that he got knee surgery today. They were hoping that it wasn't going to be that bad. I checked on him last month or so. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm doing all right. But uh, I know Tony didn't like was hoping it wouldn't be as bad. I would have him around still, even like as soon as he can get around to places have him come into TV every couple of weeks, do some stuff because I, I, he's the type of person you want to keep on TV and he can cut some promos. I, I think it'd be kind of even funny if Max is like, no, 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 you're going to do the rapping for a while, but he was terrible at it. And like, he's horrible at it. And Max is like, no, no, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. I, I love the idea of him doing the exact same thing. He always does just in a wheelchair like really playing it up, but he's coming down with the with the boombox on his 
on his shoulder with the leg up and everything. And then when he finally is healthy, he's got to he's got to do the thing that Kevin Nash did in that when that GIF where he where he flips the blanket off and stands up and the cast was fake the whole time. That yeah. that you got to do that. Got to do that. That was the that was so good. That was so good. Uh, Corey says, "What do you think? Or who do you think will overthrow Jade's Goldberg run with the TBS title? Double or nothing, or wait for All Out? Absolutely not double or nothing. No, they, they don't have anybody set up for it right now. So I said this about Walter's reign, and I've said it about Roman Reigns' reign. The answer is TBD. You wait until there's a person that is undeniable." Mm-hmm. For Walter, that was Elia Dragunov, who had one of the greatest matches in WWE history yep. with Walter. For Roman Reigns, that was TBD for a while. I think the answer is Cody Rhodes now. Um, I think that's that's probably the person to do it. You wait until the right person comes along. Because right now, this is the person. Jade's the person. Mm-hmm. She's the one who should have that belt. Oh, let's talk about some humping, Alex. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly and and Ray Phoenix. This was some humping. Like oh. we're talking like 1998. Listening to some genuine yeah. humpage right here. Yes. This was so good. I did not expect Kyle O'Reilly to win this match, and um, I'm I'm a sucker for the little details. When he went for the arm bar, he hooked the leg, and I saw some people go. Why is he hooking the leg on that? Why is he hooking the leg on that? Yeah. The reason you hook somebody's leg when you're arm barring them is so they don't kick up. Mm-hmm. And when you kick up, that rocks your shoulders up off the mat mm-hmm. and it helps you stack the person in the arm bar. When mm-hmm. you can stack somebody and you're on top of them, you step over and you get out of it. So him hooking that leg on the arm bar, like if you go back and watch Ronda Rousey in MMA, that's what she would do, which she doesn't do anymore, curiously. Uh, but now Kyle O'Reilly busting that out. Ooh, I love that. The little details. Um, Phoenix either absolutely socks you with the kick or whiffs, but it still looks amazing. Uh, Kaysen asks, has he ever had a bad match like ever? I'm sure somewhere, but to me, by the time I got done watching Lucha Underground, Phoenix was my guy. That yeah. was the guy out of there. Um, yeah. Damn. Alex, this was good. This was so good. It was a perfect, a perfect clash of styles within the same weight class, kind of. Because I, I usually when you get a clash of styles, you get you know one guy is much bigger than the other one or whatever. But these these two, they wrestle so differently and they're so perfect together. I I loved it. I I I, I think I I've always been a huge fan of Kyle O'Reilly, even when he was cool, Kyle. Um, I, <laughs> oh boy. I, I st- still still I had a soft spot in my heart for him. Um, but I, um, Phoenix, I, I was anticipating Phoenix was going to win, but, um, the, the choice to, to have him, to have him not win is interesting, uh, in its own right. But I, I think according to the match they laid out, the right guy won, like the fact that like Kyle Riley says, Oh, Hey, didn't you, uh, just like tear everything out of your elbow or almost, Hey, guess what I do? An arm bar. I'm going to try and do that now uh, for the entire match. Uh, I, I love that when he finally locked it in, Phoenix was like, no, I'm not, not I'm not doing, I'm not going on the shelf again. I t- he's tapping out because he's, it's not giving up. Like he's straight up knows what it's like to be on the shelf for several months. I'm not having that happen again. I thought that all made perfect sense. There were some of those, some of those great moments of 
Kyle O'Reilly just dropping after being kicked in the head. He's later in the night when Sting hit him with a chair, he just sat on his butt. And I just love like Kyle O'Reilly's comedy cells are better than anybody else yes. uh, in, in wrestling right now. I, I love this. And what I, what I think is very interesting out of the, the outcome is that it did feel like pre 2.0 when, when H was still booking NXT and they put the belt on Samoa Joe, it did feel like there was definitely going to be a Samoa Joe and Kyle O'Reilly program for that title. And then everything everything changed when, when Triple H went away and they went to 2.0 and Samoa Joe left. But I feel like they were planning on, on, a, on a big program, Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. And now we get that match. And that's kind of interesting to me. Jordan says ROH alumni runs deep in the men's Owen. I love it. Uh, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. Jambeard says, I bet the last time Phoenix had a bad match, he was 12. Well, I mean, who would he be wrestling at 12? Pentagon. Yeah. So I doubt it. Yep. Jake Salazar says O'Reilly Danielson would be a legit five-star match. Yeah, absolutely yeah. it would be. Uh, they bring it every single time. Botlier Lasagna says, just finish the show. If you're getting back late from a math final, Great show. Need to watch Kyle and Phoenix 10 more times. Well, I'm sorry that you had to go to a math final. That sucks. Such rather be in the meth lab than the math lab, to be honest with you. Chris Rain says, I say this every Phoenix match, but man, he's not human. Ray and Kyle put on such an incredible match. Yes, they did. Um, it was special. It was it was the type of match you want to see on Dynamite. Like this yeah. is this is what keeps the people that consistently tune into Dynamite tuning into Dynamite. We got the Regal Jericho face-off. And about 80% of this was not for me. Um, I'll tell you where I differentiate what Jericho said from like the stuff that we saw with Jeff Hardy. The other people, like this wasn't a storyline where you're having somebody do piss tests and get DUIs. He's referencing a lot of the stuff, but he's a shitty, dumb, hypocrite heel So he's making fun of somebody for being an addict and then making fun of somebody for never doing drugs or drinking and then making fun of somebody for literally going to rehab to overcome that. His hypocrisy knows no bounds. So as this progresses, you're like, man, he's a real piece of shit. He's a real piece of shit. So I think that works. It's a lot better than throwing piss in somebody's face. Yes. Regal going to the, hey, by the way, bro, I shoved a toothbrush up my ass and yours. <laughs> like, I think to me, I went, uh, is he going to say this? Is he going to say this? And I was like, oh, Regal, come on. But like, I think because it was so out of character for him, like part of me enjoyed it. But now here's the thing, Alex. Yes. If he goes all Dan Lambert and we get 12 straight weeks of toothbrushes up asses and promos. Now, keep keep that in mind, guys. People who complain about us complaining about Lambert. Imagine if William Regal talked about shoving toothbrushes up his ass for three months straight. That's what I don't want. Um, uh, this is where you and I differ. I want him to do it literally for the next year. Because we're going to be doing it this way. I'm all in for it because the way, because all you had to do was like, Hey, um, remember that time you pissed in my tea? You brought that up. Also, I, I shoved uh, your toothbrush up my ass. 
but he doesn't do it that way. He says, of all the things that brought me back to wrestling, it was the fact that any time you were in the ring and I was in the locker room, I would take your toothbrush and I would shove it right up my bum. Uh, and just the way he says it is, is so delightful. And then Danny Garcia going like, how could you do something like that? And then, and this is a quote from William Regal. It's so perfect. Well, actually, Flower, I did it to yes. you last week. He called Jake's, him Flower. Jake Salazar said he called Daniel Garcia Flower. Well, actually, um, Flower. <laughs> so what I thought was by far the best part of this was Chris Jericho going, a match that myself and Jake Hager invented. Stadium Stampede. And Moxley goes, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> and I I thought this was a setup. Yeah. I, I wanted Regal to go, gang wars. Yeah. But it didn't happen. It seems like a slam dunk to, to do something like that and yeah. get Regal to say it. That's what everybody wants. Everybody right. wants him to say it. Right. But what... Like, technically, what is this? Did they even decide? They just basically said, we're going to kick each other's ass. I think, I mean, the way he just, the way Mox described it, the the easiest way for me to see, take what he said and extrapolate it to a stipulation for a match is it is a tornado tag, hardcore rules, falls count anywhere, 10-man tag. Like, that's what it feels like to me is like, there are no rules. We're just going to beat the hell out of each other. And of course, that's going to wind up taking you all over the arena, but it's not going to be a stadium stampede because they're not doing it in a stadium. So they can't do a stadium stampede, but I love Jericho and Hager saying, it doesn't matter. We'll rent out Allegiant for one night. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're not. Uh, so I, I love them doing it. But, but yeah, Mox being like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. And it's going to be us five fighters versus all you and all your sports entertainment bullshit. This is this is so good. And then also when when Eddie gets on the mic, he's like, "This is all a bunch of crap. I just want to fight you. Get in the ring so I can fight you. I want to fight you. I want to fight you." I just love him. Tom <laughs> brings up Jericho, pausing to pick at his mouth. <laughs> and the thing is, he was talked about doing this like decades ago. Mm. Decades ago, ABW says, "Daddy Magic Matt Menard is absolutely incredible. 2.0 always reminded me of Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. That's a great a great comparison." So true. I love it when I posted my teaser for the Eddie Kingston interview. He just tweeted and he's like, who cares? <laughs> like, it's so good. Uh, Jordan says, Mox is shanking Jericho with a toothbrush at level sure. or nothing. Should. And then he needs to like wipe his hands off after he does it. Yeah. <laughs> Nerguru says it should have ended with Mox saying what he said and teasing the match and saying, I'll let Mr. Regal do the honor. And then he yells, blood and guts. Yeah. Huge miss for not doing that. I agree. It it should. Chris Rain says, "I thought we were going to get that. I, I wish we would would have." I I wonder if it's the if they're they're trying to figure out if they have the logistics of doing that particular match because that requires the giant cage and isn't it two rings as well? Like it's like it's it, it becomes yeah. a different thing if you do it for for double or nothing. All of a sudden, everything has to be a, based around that configuration of sure. the arena. We've got Jambeard saying Regal or Jericho's line against Regal was iffy, but I didn't mind it. What he said to Brian and about Mox was like when Lambert crosses the line about women. If this happened every week, then sure. I would say yes. If we get into like three, four week territory of him constantly doing that, like you already made the joke. You made the point. Right. So like move on past yeah. it. Oh boy, this Serena Deeb promo was bad. 
It was bad. There were parts of it that I thought were good. When she yes. talked about the passion that she had, yes. when she talked about having to get breast implants and shaving her head, that was good. Yeah. This could have been done in a different way. Well, this it, is not working for me. It was just the fact that, like, Tony Schiavone is just talking in the ring. I don't know about what, but, like, Serena Deep coming out and, like, Hey, you said last week I didn't have a chance of beating uh, Thunder Rosa. You look like an idiot. Like that's not the way to start this promo. Like yeah. you could you could have had um, Tony Schiavone interview her and he'd be like, I, "Listen, I don't trust anything that you comes out of your mouth because I can tell you're in the tank for Thunder Rosa." But let me tell you my history. Let me tell you about ten years ago, fifteen years ago, what I had to do to make it in this business what I had to go through, how, how I've sacrificed to make sure no other women had to go through what I went through, all this stuff. You could actually make her into this, not a sympathetic figure because There's, look at who she is, but you could have given us a nice backstory for why her motivations are the way they are without her like picking a fight with Tony Schiavone and Dustin yeah. Rhodes for no reason. Yeah, I mean, there she could have just, if she's got a chip on her shoulder, well, good. Good. She was hired to be a coach in her 30s. In her yeah. early 30s, they didn't let her wrestle. That's something you could play off of. And then she can say stuff like, and then they play favorites for Thunder Rosa, who happens to be Dustin's favorite. And you can everybody knows how influential Dustin is in that division. Dustin comes out, you do the slap. But Eloquent says this should have been a JR pre-tape. I agree. Good, that's a good call. I agree. And she could even point it like she the thing is, she credited JR. Yes. You want to heal Jr. You yeah. want to heal Jr. There, yeah. and she can say, "And you were a part of that culture as well." That's true. Heal on him as well. Um, I do wish that Dustin Rhodes would have went. What's the big deal? I offered to put breast implants in too. What are we? What are we talking about here? Some sacrifice you made. I was going to do the same exact thing for that old pervert. <laughs> what are we doing here? Eric says anyone who starts a what chance should be kicked out of band from all future events. No, but it's, it's so annoying. It's it so annoying. And it's also man. so derivative and unoriginal at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got Raul saying might be late, but people shouting what and boring at Regal and Deeb are losers. The chant needs to go away. Like I get it. If you don't like it, it's just, eh, it'll be over soon enough. Yeah. Bako five says the promo was incredibly mid. I thought so too. I thought the thought behind it was good, but like. I the, I really liked that, that, that moment where she was yelling, she was talking to Dustin about, you know, cause you were there and you saw what right. I had to go through just to prove to some perverted old men that I really, really wanted to be a, a professional wrestler. Like and I, I think I think that had some real heart to it. The rest of it to get there, I thought, didn't work. Leo says the Serena Deeb promo was as cringe as "This Is Your Life, Bailey," and you should have died in the womb. I don't think it was as unanimously bad. I think there were some some good points, but the delivery was just so bad, so bad. Eelvac says it started out rough, but she turned it around at the end. I'm more into her now and think she could do a great face run at some point. To me, when you have two really intense in-ring performers you rely on that as the source of competition have them one-upping each other by beating the shit out of people or something like that like i believe that the spirit of competition would fuel this match because they're both great performers eloquence says the attack was weird and poorly executed a lot of this whole a lot of this feud yeah. is poorly executed yeah. 
Jambeard says, give Bivens to Deeb as her manager. I like that's the catch-all now. Everybody's like, Bivens, Bivens, Bivens. Biv- Bivens will fix it. <clears throat> Bivens. In uh, Simmons says, Deeb is way too calm for a promo like that. That's why I think the sit-down setting where she gets progressively more ticked works. Yeah. I think it would work. Uh, Lonzo says, the women's segment fell off the cliff, but a great show. Shot Kids says, might be in the minority, but I like the Deeb promo. I'm a sucker for them that feels if they're raw and real as that did. Screw the what chance. Hey, if you liked it, you liked it. I thought that they, I thought that she recovered with the direction of it. I just thought that by the time they got there, a lot of the audience was lost and they had already decided that it was boring. And you got to catch them. You got to catch them real early. Thomas Lavalli says, AEW has to stop setting up the women to fail. It's getting ridiculous. Britt versus Maki shouldn't have should have gone on at nine. Then you could put Serena out at nine forty five in the cooldown slot. It's one thing that TK has not shown any desire to fix. Uh, they it's not a regular thing that they're on at nine thirty uh, anymore. It happens here and there. There shouldn't be a cooldown slot. Show should just be good. Yeah. So I I disagree with there being a cooldown slot. Um, it used to be every week they were on at nine thirty. That's just not the case anymore. Right. Sawyer says, if the feud story is that Deeb has a chip on her shoulder, they should have started telling it a month ago instead of an hour ago. I can't buy it. I mean, I know she's got a chip on her shoulder, and she should. But yes. again, there there are more, there are better ways to establish that, Alex, because when she's out there, Tony Schiavone's out there. Well, then Dustin's out there. Well, then Rose is out there. Then you got 8,000 people out there. The focus isn't on her and somebody else. Right. It's on everybody so put the focus on her there yeah sawyer says i love daddy magic trying to dredge up eddie calling brian a judgmental prick and eddie just saying you are (laughs) brian shrugs they know they hate each other but they're adults about it and there's nothing wrong with that yeah i've I've talked to numerous wrestlers that are like oh yeah i can't stand that prick but so what i work with them i'm not dating them yeah just just working with them no big deal I don't have to deal with them when I go home. Oh, man. It's the Joker. But let me tell you what is no joke. The ultra smooth package from manscaped.com. And you use that code FIGHTFUL, you get 20% off plus free shipping. That's with anything at Manscaped. But right now, they brought back the ultra smooth package. Stop, drop, order this premium shaving kit. Everybody knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But they got that crop shaver razor, the crop exfoliator, the crop gel. Men, you no longer have to borrow somebody else, your lady's razor for that precise soft trim. I don't know who does that, but it's in the ad copy. So there you go. That ultra smooth package is a three-step kit to make your package the perfect package. Exfoliate, gel, and shave. And let me tell you, that is important. Avoid ingrown hairs. Avoid the nasty pubes. Grab that handy lawnmower 4.0. Give them the classic trim. Then use that ultra smooth package to get that closer shave. Use the crop exfoliator infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin and your inner thigh. Feeling refreshed? Then use the crop gel. See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. Four essential oils. It's like a spa treatment for your nuts. Then it's time to shave. The crop shaver was designed for shaving the groin area. 
with confidence. That crop shaver is not your average razor. It's smaller, thicker, and with a micro comb bar that allows for the best shave possible. That ultra smooth package and everything else, manscaped.com, use that code FIGHTFUL. You get 20% off plus free shipping. 20% off plus free shipping in this economy? How can you pass it up? Maki Ito's back. She's the Joker. I love it. Um, there's a, there's going to be a lot of like you know naysayers that get like triggered over this. There is an incredible market for comedic female wrestlers uh-huh. because we don't see a lot of it. We we don't often see the female San uh, Santino unless he's playing them. Um, we we don't. We don't often see somebody in that role. We don't often see a lot of female comedy matches. Right. And Maki can do that. I love the fake crying. Uh, Does she got a way to go in the ring still? Oh, yeah. She ain't the greatest in-ring performer, but she's charismatic. She commands a crowd. She's entertaining. And she didn't need to win this match. She doesn't ever need to win a match, honestly. Um, One of the... uh consistent soul bright spot spots of nxp 2.0 is wendy chu because not only is she doing she, is she different but she she nails her comedic timing like i'm i'm all for getting more comedy wrestlers into professional wrestling if they're actually good at comedy and, and so I many mean, of them are not and that's two, not that's not the case with maki ito and another case with wendy chu to Wendy's credit, she's fantastic in the ring too, yeah. though. Like yes. she's she's miles ahead of Maki Ito, I think, in right. the ring. Right. Like, got it. But um, Maki knows how to command a crowd. She knows how to do that. And uh, her and Britt, like, kind of getting along at first, I thought was good because they they showed what happened in the past, and I, I love that. But uh, check out in our archives, guys. I hit up Maki Ito incredibly responsive on social media which is great but i hit her up and i was like maki do you want to do an interview and she's like hell yeah i want to do an interview but can i go through a translator and i was like yeah sure she's like okay send me the questions i'll send it through a translator she's like i just feel more comfortable that way and i was like well hey do you mind if uh i have a girl that does church of joshi uh, read your answers for you and she said fuck yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> so go check that out in the archives it's me interviewing maki ito but kayla from church of joshi reads the answers um i thought this was just fun like why yeah. not do this most of it happened during the break that's okay this was for the moment it was for for a few things here's the joker it's maki ito have a few laughs Britt baker wins yes um also I like that they played up the history between the two of them from like now a year ago, a yes. year and a half ago. Um, I, I thought that was great, uh, especially because they they almost did a finger poke of doom, which I thought they might have gone through with, but I liked that they didn't. Um, that was that was a fun thing where she where yes. where Maki laid down for, her and that was all good. I, I I thought this was all fine, and and yes, Britt Baker needs to move on the same way I think that Samoa Joe needed to move on. So. You bring in your jokers against these people. Their job is to put over the established talent, but be a surprise and a, and a welcome one for the fans and to move on. I, I think that Britt Baker versus Tony Storm is going to be a lot of fun, and I have yeah. no idea who wins that match. DJ says, yay, Joshi wrestlers. Please stay. This division needs you. Yeah, and I mean, I think that 
regardless, it needs a little bit of of <laughs> of comedy. Matthew Plus says the crowd sucked tonight almost as much as that. <laughs> now, I this isn't a super chat. And I'm not trying to call you out, Ghosty, but I am a little bit. Says, I like Maki, but the Owen Cup isn't the place for a comedy match for either bracket. My friend, you should familiarize yourself with the work, life, and career of Owen Hart because yeah. it absolutely is the place for it. Yeah. Um, he was hilarious. You, you, yeah. Daniel says, my birthday's in 40 minutes. Can Walter wish me a happy birthday? Yeah, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Keep happy this birthday, birthday on Tuesdays. Happy birthday to you. Listen, yeah. keep this bullshit on Tuesdays or Mondays or Friday. Like, whenever the hell you do your shows, I don't care. Get your extra sour chats for it. I don't care. $5 Make your money on the you, side man. for it. Keep $5. it off Wednesdays. They're $5. sacred. It's $5. It's Wednesday night service here. Jambeard says, Owen Hart would have loved someone like Maki. Yes, he would. Yeah. He would. Um, Jake says, I'm going to sound like the people who talk about Dan Housen, but I don't get Maki. Uh, part of her gimmick is that she got it fired from a pop group and hasn't let it go. And that's why she comes out. She's a bit delusional, delirious, and it's awesome. I really enjoy it. Jake says, look here, Matthew Minus. The only thing that sucked is your pickup game. We didn't forget MJF girl swerved you harder than the swerve bomb. Damn. What? Jesus. Yep. Jesus Christ, guys. Um, Lily says, I personally manifested Maki-chan as the Joker. It's from uh, Lily uh, from Fightful Overbooked. Check her out every week over there. Jesse says, this is the Joker I can get behind. Maki Ito. Steven says, love seeing Maki. Also, Hangman Takeshita. Yes, it did. Dante says, Maki Ito is on programming and people are complaining. Fickle, she got a bigger reaction than Diana. Uh, I think they they do categorically different things, and Very I would actually love to see a match between those two. That would be great. Be a lot of fun. Todd says, glad to see Maki back. Her being the Joker made too much sense. Britt wasn't losing two in a row. Athena or Nixon, I think it would have been like three in a row even. Yeah, might have been. Uh, but says, Athena or Nixon need to win their debuts. Ito doesn't win, need to win to get over. She's also gotten much better in the ring since her last appearance in AEW. There was still plenty of gaps that I saw there. Like there mm -hmm. were some some things. I mean, we we probably will never see like the light microphone stuff. I think any of the girls in AEW just be like, lay that shit in on me. Just don't make it look like that again. Yeah. Johnny said, kind of sick and tired of the IWC bitching and moaning about the Jokers tonight. Not every surprise is going to be Danielson or Punk level. Both Jokers were fine and added to it. Anyone can enter the element of tournament. I mean, buddy, anytime I break a story, I got people being like, it's no CM Punk news. <laughs> I feel you, buddy. I feel you, brother. Fightfulselect.com. How about that? We're gonna Not break everything can be an 11 out of 10. Sorry. Yes. We're going to break some news about WoW and Tessa Blanchard and what. Well, it's something. It's something. Nerd Guru says, why is it the women's champion having in-ring promos or matches every so often like Hangman does? Makes me really mad. Thunder Rosa is below the FTW belt at this point. It's sad. They have not followed it up well at all. No. I, I would love to see her just killing people in like a minute and a half, two minutes. Like, let her go in there and, and beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. I would, I would like that. Jambeard says, similar to OG, Maki similar to OG Harley Quinn, which is very fitting for a Joker spot. Yeah. Yeah, 
that's fair. That's fair. Um, somebody asked when Mira's coming back. I don't know, but he's he's in Bulgaria right now, I believe. Daniel says, sorry if this was brought up already. Did you see the Mark Sterling video on Twitter? It was a law firm ad for guards to sue Wardlow. I found it hilarious. It was great. It was very good. He is He's a very entertaining guy. Yeah. yeah. Daniel says, how many matches do you think there will be at double or nothing? Um, I think probably eight or nine. Mm-hmm. says, I love AEW pay-per-views, but they're super long, and I don't need a gazillion matches. They already have six. Uh, probably nine, and then the the pre-show match. They like to do four-hour papes. Yeah. Well, backstage, the Hardys are going off on the Young Bucks. Matt calls them Hardy cosplayers. Yeah. Which I love that. That was a nice touch. And then we got the match. It was uh, Jeff Hardy uh, versus Adam Cole. Jeff Hardy had to be cleared uh, in the promo before, but Adam Cole wins clean as a sheet, yes. as he should. Yes. He should win clean as a sheet. And then, um, after the match, Matt Hardy wants them to shake hands. It doesn't happen. The Young Bucks come out. Adam Cole attacks. And then we go off the air. (laughs) I saw some people say, oh, we thought there was a lights off, lights on. Well, that shouldn't get you excited anymore anyway, based on what we've seen from AEW. But then a lot of people get "Good morning USA" and it's yep. American Dad. Like, yeah. it, like the timing was very off there. The match is what it was. Right. Jeff went through the ringer. Adam Cole wins clean. You're setting up the Hardys and Young Bucks for the Pape. You're setting up Cole and whoever at the Pape. I'm loving this. I, I thought this was simple, effective. The match was like, eh, okay. The end was like, eh, okay. The uh. Super kick missed by a mile. I just, I, I, I don't expect a lot out of Jeff Hardy singles matches anymore. Right, me neither. Um, I, I, I am actually enjoyed the the post match uh, festivities with Darby coming down, trying to get involved, and him taking the double finisher from Red Dragon. Um, uh, Matt taking the 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 uh, BTE trigger, and then this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done staying clear in the entire ring by himself, including, as I said, catching a chair shot from Kyle and just shoving the chair right back into his face, which caused Kyle to just sell it by sitting on his butt and falling over. He's so good at those cells. And then he gets double super kicked and then he gets pillmanized. He gets, yep. the, gets his, his, oh, leg that was put, good. his leg put in the chair and Kyle O'Reilly jumps off, does his jumping knee to the chair off the top rope. Um, so now it feels like there's an extra guy somewhere, unless they're saying Sting's fine. It looks like a possibility for, um, for double or nothing is Red Dragon and the Bucks versus Hardy's Darby and Sting if he was healthy, but maybe he's not. So I love who's the, the other guy? The pillmanizing is great. Yeah. By the way, guys, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. We are heading down the home stretch right here uh michael keese uh, or actually uh, deshire says 
I miss NXT Undisputed Era, man. I mean, they're not in NXT anymore. No. Don't know what to say. I bet I get it. Nurguru says, if not for the BCC stuff, if the Owen finals is Samoa Joe Adam Cole, I really wish Regal could be the special ref, given the history he has mm. with both of them. Yeah, I just don't think that fits right now. Right. Daniel says, Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, who do you have? Would you think Joe? Yeah, I would think Joe. Yeah, I, I would mean, think Joe. For sure. Well, they're definitely not doing Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna do. They're gonna do Joe. <clears throat> Matt Reichel says, "Great show. I think it's gonna be Bucks and uh, Red Dragon versus Darby and Hardys. If he's ready, Kenny Omega. I really think it should just be um, the Hardys versus Bucks. Honestly, I I really do. Um, I don't think Kenny Omega's back soon." Nerd Guru says, Dynamite was pretty amazing to the last 30 minutes. Not sure what happened there. The Deeb segment was brutal. Hardy Cole match was really nothing, and it ended with a fade to black. Weird, but the first 90 minutes were aces. Yeah, I thought it was effective in, in advancing the story, but the match, I, I didn't care about the end. I didn't care about yeah. the pilmanizing I loved. I thought that was very, very good, though. Mm-hmm. Michael Keyes says, MJF is my only saving grace for AEW these days. Shame, but also happy birthday, Denise. Indeed. Happy birthday to Denise. Yeah. 30 years old. My God, what a geezer. Out to pasture. We're going to treat it like the 2010 WWE day. She's retiring now. She's done. She's, she's going to go focus on her clothing line and all that yeah. stuff. That's right. Jambeard says, can't wait to see the Fightful News on, on Select used on someone else's Patreon, then on Twitter being claimed as their news. Uh, that's bitch behavior, to be yeah. honest with you. But I'll tell you what isn't. Subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. We got news there every day. I would say about 70, 80% of the exclusive news emerges from there. So subscribe. It's only $5 a month. And I know that some of you say, who would pay for wrestling news? It's not just wrestling news. If you like this show, this one, well, there's something over there for you. Every Monday, I do the Backstage Report podcast. This week, I did a free edition, a free preview edition. Every week, I do a Q&A show where I answer uh, mailbag questions. Every week, I do the list goes on post-show with Jimmy Van, usually about 15 minutes of extra content. Every week, I do figure haul or card haul where we unbox uh, figures, uh, trading cards, all that stuff. Alex does two shows a week reviewing Sour Graps or, or does the Sour Graps reviews of Raw and SmackDown. How about this? We got even more. Coexisting with Rob and Maggie every single week. And The Weekender with Steven Jensen, which... Now he has impact off his slate so he can focus even more on independent wrestling. Basically, that is a look at wrestling that we don't cover here on the main feed. So uh, FightfulSelect.com. Sawyer gets in a super chat before we go. He says, love the sudden fade out of Dynamite. Very hectic WCW energy. Makes me want to see the aftermath last week. That is a positive spin way to put it, and I appreciate that. The tape machines are rolling. Yes. We've got to go. We're out of time. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Mike Preventure says that Select cured its allergies. There you go. If you don't have $5, steal $5 from somebody is what you I'll should. tell you. Alex, tell the people what you do. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps every uh, Tuesday night on this here channel reviewing whatever the hell NXT 2.0 has become with the indomitable <laughs> Kate Elizabeth. Uh, also on Fightful Select on Mondays and Fridays, I review Raw and SmackDown, which just not for me anymore. But I always say it sucks, but here's how to make it better. 
that's how that's my brain. That's my brain. That's how it works. And then on Thursdays, we're uh, over on the Know Your News channel. Yep. Jimmy Van's new thing. Uh, Kate and I do a podcast where we review weird, dumb, bad uh, movies and TV. Tomorrow, we're reviewing the number one movie on Netflix, Senior Year, which is... Yeah, I know what it is. Rebel Wilson. Terrible. It's a terrible, terrible movie, and we laid into it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Check out knowyournews.com, youtube.com slash knowyournews. If you liked the Stupid People segments from uh, Listen Your Boy years ago, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, guys, thank you all so much. Thursday on Fightful, we got that Gabby Ortiz interview. We've got the Spotlight and our first post-Impact review. Give it a shot. Even if you don't watch Impact, maybe that's the way you keep up with Impact during your work day. Until next time, my friends. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.